0: Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Kirk Elliott. This is my weekly economic commentary. And, you know, <laughs> I, my CEO, Ashley, had sent me an, an email over the weekend about another regional bank that failed in Iowa. So it's like I was looking at that. It's like, man, another bank ran out of money. It was not a big, huge regional bank, but yet it's another bank. And I've been, I've been having this gut feeling for the last month that we're probably going to have bank failures 2.0 come, come January. Why January, right? So so why do banks run out of money? So banks run out of money because, A, their withdrawals are more than their deposits. They simply run out of money and they have to go out of business. B, the money that they do have is, uh, you know, malinvested. They, they invest it into stuff that actually goes away or shrinks. It's just not good, right? So... So when you look at that, this is why banks failed back with Silicon Valley, Signature Bank, um, Silvergate Bank, Credit Suisse, and First Republic, right back in March of last year. So the reason that they failed is because simply put, they had more withdrawals than they had deposits. There was a run on the banks. Well, I think come January, we are going to have bank failures 2.0 because what happens in january first off the brics nations are adding six of the nine largest oil producers in the world to the brics nations and they they will all be effective january 1st some of them are effective now but they'll have all of them by january 1st that means they've stripped away demand for the petrodollar um all international settlements in oil between the brics nations which is 70 percent of the world's population are going to be done in their own currency not the us dollar no demand for the U.S. dollar. That means any stimulus money, any um, raising of the debt ceiling, any entitlement payments, any running the government, running infrastructure, cost of education, everything, right? They're going to have to actually print their way out of it. Why do, Why are they going to have to print their way out of it? Well, because right now we bring in roughly for almost $4 trillion a year and in tax revenue. That's how the government makes money. And a trillion of it is going out towards interest-only payments on the federal debt. Well, good grief. That's a lot. A trillion. It's like, hmm, that's like 25% of of what we've got. But the worst part about it is entitlements, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, women, infant children programs, food stamps, just the entitlements and mandatory payments is 80% of everything that we bring in. 80%. You add on top of that the interest on the debt, which is twenty five percent. It's like shoot, that's one hundred and five percent. You can only <laughs> spend one hundred percent of what it brings in, which means we're 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 beyond critical mass, and they're going to have to print 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 like there's no tomorrow. That causes more inflation. You raise interest rates to slow down inflation. Now, what else is happening come January? Well. Not only do you have BRICS nations, which aren't going to be using the U.S. dollar, which is why we have built in demand for our currency, which has allowed us to print. You've got the horrible retail season coming up, which is predicted. Uh, Remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about the cardboard box scenario, right? The uh, leading indicator that's not really a leading indicator. Well, if the retailers are expecting really sour holiday season on sales, what comes in January? Layoffs massive layoffs what comes after layoffs bankruptcies and massive bankruptcies so this is where the year is going to start from right is is probably layoffs probably bankruptcies loss of demand for the us dollar now we've already had one bank that failed in iowa over the weekend what else what else could go wrong right well you've got the prolonged war with Israel and Hamas, which is going to cause oil prices to continue to go up. But just uh, this morning, just this morning, um, Citibank, uh, the the CEO of Citibank uh, was was basically their plan, internal plan called Project Bora Bora was unleashed to the public, which is laying off more than 10% of their workforce. Citibank. This isn't a small independent bank. This isn't a regional bank. This is like literally the third largest bank in North America um, laying off 10% of its workforce. They have over 240,000 employees. That's 24,000 people without a job. They're running scared. Why them? They have the same rules as any other bank, right? They have a reserve requirement that went from zero to 20%, which is from the Basel III International Accord. So people look at that as like, man, this is good. They're doing this so banks don't fail. No, this is actually going to cause banks to fail. I'm saying that it's probably going to have the opposite effect. Because let's say you're a billion-dollar bank. If you're a billion-dollar bank and we went from a 0% reserve requirement to 20%, means you've got to come up with $200 million just to stay afloat, just to stay a federally chartered bank. What if you can't do it? Well, then you go out of business. Well, don't worry, everybody. Morgan Chase will just buy them out. Because there's massive consolidation in the markets right now. So, so here's where you are going to have more bank failures. And now, this is a big one 24,000 people projected to be laid off from Citibank or more, because that's 10%. And it's 10% minimum layoffs. And why would they be laid off? Because people aren't making their mortgage payments, people aren't making their car payments, their lines of credit payments on time. You've got tons of defaults. You've got tons of bankruptcies personally and commercially. You've got a rising cost of borrowing which slow payments or everything else. They simply don't have enough money. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough money on reserves to comply with the new standard. So they're gonna have to lay people off. They have gotta cut expenses to try to increase their take home and increase their profitability, right? I mean, this is ugly. This is ugly moving forward. So you add, Citibank laying off, you add another regional bank going under, and I think twenty twenty four looks looks really nasty. I, I really do. Um, so, what happens in times like that, when banks fail and most of America is living hand to mouth and they can't access their ATMs, they can't access the money in their bank to live on to make withdrawals from, get cash out of? There, it does create civil unrest, chaos in the streets, and. I think one or two banks failing is not going to cause that widespread across the board banks closing for two, three weeks at a shot. Yeah, that would cause that. I mean, really, that would cause that. And I just saw I can't remember his name. Colonel. Sorry, everybody. Colonel something. (laughs) Um, You can Google it. Um, Just say Colonel predicts bank failures and civil unrest. And you'll find a video by this Colonel who's not reactionary. He's not talking about some dystopian future. He's predicting bank failures happening before the election happening in 2024, civil unrest happening before the election in 2024. And he doesn't even think there will be an election because of it. It's like, man. So if that really happens economically, financially, we will be in chaos. Gold and silver should thrive during times like that. So, So really my analysis for this week is simple. Um, I think banks are in trouble. I think they're in big trouble. And we just need to get out of the path of that hurricane allocated into safety. So if you have any questions, give my office a call, 720-605-3900. Let one of my team help you out. Until then, God bless. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, Be safe. Keep praying. And um, just watch how God starts to take control of every aspect of your life. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.